Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Your Money Your Life podcast, episode 144. Of course, you know that we give you the news every week. We give you updates on financial planning and um, portfolio management topics. We give you updates on the economy. But before we even get into any of those updates, make sure you like, subscribe, five-star rate, and review the podcast uh, before we even get into anything this week. Make sure you do that because it's a big week. We had the Fed meeting yesterday. We have uh, a little bit more volatility. We have more stuff going on in business news, Twitter takeovers, all the likes. So we'll keep you up to date. Uh, let's get into the episode right about now. Okay, let's get into the news of the week. The big thing of this week is the Fed meeting. So we'll give a, a market update on the Fed meeting and what happened. So as we expected, it was a 75 percentage point rate increase on the short-term Fed funds rate. Um, and that jolted the markets downward. And it's kind of confusing why the markets price in um, a pivot sooner than later or something different that's been said because it's been pretty steadfast from the Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell that inflation is too high and the central bank has more rate hiking ahead. 75 basis points was what they indicated in yesterday's meetings. They said you still have ways to go and it's premature to talk about pausing hikes. And that's why you saw the market react negatively to this news. Um, at first, they initially rallied. And then when he had his press conference, he did, there was commentary and that's freaked the markets out. Not freaked. It was just more of a, a pullback on that. But it said, in determining the pace of future increases, the target range, the committee will take into account a cul cul cumulative tightening of monetary policy, um, the lags with which the monetary policy affects economic activity and inflation and economic financial de development. So he's saying cumulatively, they're going to look at everything. Um, and they're not, they don't want to act too early and they have to see if the stuff that they've already done prior is just lagging and it has not taken full effect yet, but they still have ways to go. Um, it was a hawkish tone, meaning he believes that they're still going to be tightening, um, in the very near future. Uh, so a lot obviously affected the markets and affected some areas, um, yesterday during the commentary, still more rate hikes. We'll hear more in a couple months, uh, in a few months, but. There'll probably be another 75 basis points hike, um, and then we'll see what happens in 2023, uh, continuing in 2023. So that that is the big thing that's happening at, at market-wise. Of course, we had a huge rally in October, um, which I knew that would be cautious. We've had four or five of these rallies over the last uh, over the year to date, and so being cautious and understanding to hold buying at lower rates at lower valuations for longer term investors is something that we sh think is, is prudent here. Um, at least until we get to midway of 2023, uh, and more business news updates. Um, so tiger woods still playing golf, I believe, but now he has another venture he's doing venture investing. So in August woods and Roy McElroy launched TMRW TMRW of uh, TMRW sports. That's an interesting name, TMRW, but it's just their initials. But um, they're going to techify sports entertainment. They have some interesting backers. Steph Curry has contributed to the fund. Serena Williams, Lewis Hamilton, Justin Timberlake are some of the backers for this new fund. Um, and they're looking to um, really just invest, it looks like. They're going to invest. Um, they have some big players. Um you know, there's a lot of money in sports entertainment and tech right now. There's just a lot of money going on. You're seeing Mark Cuban, LeBron, Tom Brady buy pickleball 
teams in a league that is looking to explode. So you have a lot going on in that area. And so they're seeming to get involved. Still gushing with more earnings. There's so many earnings going on. Airbnb had theirs. It wasn't as stellar. Um, they said sales spiked, but you know the market didn't like uh, the guidance that was given. Return to office requirements are helping Airbnb right now. Um, or excuse me, return to office requirements staying lower than normal are helping them. Um, but travel demand still hot, and, and it's interesting to see what they're doing with that going forward. More earnings from uh, Match, which is t- owner of Tinder and, and Hinge. They beat earnings expectations. More people are paying on the app for, for different things. And of course, Netflix is launching its ad-supported tier very, very soon. They've already probably launched it. Um, it's 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 way out. It's going to be interesting to see how that works. There's some new resurgence in Netflix recently. Um, so people are going to be watching that very, very closely. In more news, so much news this week. It's actually a very, very busy news week. So we saw that Twitter was obviously the, the acquisition was completed by Elon Musk, $44 billion to purchase Twitter. Um, and he's already instituting some coming changes. Looks like he's instituting some different things or looking to institute some different things, which is Twitter Blue. Uh, all people that are verified will have to pay for Twitter Blue uh, verification, which is going to move to $8 a month. And it's going to allow other people, I think, to be verified users um, as well. But a lot of people have polarizing opinions on these new changes for Twitter. There's some other things that he plans to put down the pike in Twitter, and it's got strong reactions from a lot of users. Um, people don't like change, especially on a platform that people have been using for a while. It's going to be interesting to see how these changes take effect, if people like them, people don't like them. Um, and so we'll be watching that closely. And more unfun to talk about layoff news. So pl- plenty of layoffs happening in Q4, Q1. We said that this is going to happen. Um, that was a big thing in the Fed report is that the job market's still still very strong. And that means wages are still there. I and mean, that means people are still consuming. So, but you're starting to see a little bit of cracks, especially in high growth areas. Stripe laying off 40% of their workers. Open Door, a real estate platform, laying off 80%. Um, and there's a lot more other companies that are doing smaller between 5 to 10, 15% layoffs. And that's going to be coming down the pike for Q4, Q1, um, as the, the environment kind of stays the way it is currently. But that will, you know, change midway or potentially midway or somewhere three quarters of the way through the year. Um, so you're seeing that happening still. Um, Peloton also did earnings. They had a weak outlook, um, a weak outlook on sales, This even especially in a holiday quarter, which is usually, a, should be a decent time for a consumer discretionary company. But um, they're saying that they expect wider losses. They had wider losses and they're expecting a weaker guidance for their coming quarter, which didn't sit well, obviously, with investors. Um, so that's just another another indication of what's going on currently um, in the market. So it's a prime time for the strong companies that are going to pull through and, and have a moat and a good product that are still showing growth in this time. Those are the ones that are going to perform really, really well this time. Um, Chase is doing something interesting. They're launching a techie rent payment platform. Chase is going to do um, a rent payment platform. They're trying to digital, it's called a story. It's trying to automate rent payments, which I think is great. There's some smaller platforms out there, um, I believe, but they're trying to automate rent payments. Um, it says people are still paying by check. Uh, that paper technology, that's, a check has been used since the, ninth, since the 1400s. 
Um, so there's 12 million landlords that have, you know, some smaller unions. So they just do it by check. They don't need a big rent payment system. But if there was one that was easy to use, low cost, then I'm sure they would use it. And so that's why they're trying to go after that market. Um, and banks, you know, are by nature, just boring, stalwart companies that don't really innovate as much. But looking to, they're trying, look, it's an interesting play of trying to innovate. We'll see if it actually works and is picked up by consumers uh, because it's not easy to get people to change, as we noted just earlier. Uh, so that's that's a big, big news update. Lots going on, a lot to keep up with. Uh, but, and the, one other piece we've mentioned, so the, for the sports fans out there, the Washington Commanders are up for sale. The Washington Commanders are up for sale. Daniel Snyder, the embattled owner who's had uh, investigations from the NFL, and now there was just a report yesterday that the SEC or FBI is investigating him for impropriety with funds for the Washington Commanders. There's a lot going on with that football program team, NFL team, and they're looking to be, they've hired Bank of America to explore a sale of the company. And Forbes had them listed at a $5.7 billion valuation. He bought the company in the 19, or he bought the team in the 1990s for around $900 million. Uh, so he's going to walk away with a huge, huge check and presumably go off and probably start a fund somewhere. So <laughs> that is the news. It's a lot of it. Probably missed some stuff, but that's what happens when there's so much in one week. Let's get on to the next segment. Such a busy week for everyone, I'm sure, personally for me as well. Um so I think it was easiest to do a roundtable and just talk about the midterm elections, obviously, coming up. Um, and, you know, people are just probably curious on, on what the outcome is or the perceived outcome is and how that would affect it. Again, timing the market is not wise um, and it's adjustments by ex- experts are needed at certain times. But, you know, it's, it's really showing that the, out, or the outcome or, or the perceived outcome doesn't have a big, big effect um, at least currently with what's going to happen. There's nothing you can say with 100% certainty, um, but policy outcomes are a moving target. So when something happens or whoever takes control, um, these policies that will be often trying to be enacted take a while. Um, they're a moving target. Um, historically, those stocks tend to do better after midterm elections. In 17 of the 19 midterm elections held since 1946, Stocks perform better in the six months after the election than they did in the six months prior. So if you look at history, that's an indication slightly um, of a very distinct short-term trading pattern from some people. Um, So in election years, though, um, it tends to be um, very, very uh, rocky in election years. Um, So that's something to note, but it's going to be interesting to see what happens this time around, um, and if we if we get that, uh, we'll see. We'll see. It's a lot going on, you know, economically and, and or, or across um, the country and across the globe, to be honest. And this is just a nice time to reflect on that. Um, and and also, you know, for my older, if there are any older listeners, you know, what they're doing this now time is really really important. Um, especially as you look forward to if someone's looking to retire and different things of that nature at this time. So always good to be, you know, working with an expert to make sure you're fully, fully co- covered on that basis. Um, so that's all we got. That is all we got this week. It's another beautiful, still, still nice and warm here in New York. I hope everyone else has seen 
good weather. We are still seeing decent weather. Hopefully that doesn't change. Knock on wood. Um, but we will talk next week.